Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. God spoke to Nebuchadnezzar before he came even to Judah, and then as he came to Judah, to take over Jerusalem through Jeremiah. Jeremiah the prophet told the Jewish people that God had raised up Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to the words of Jeremiah. Behold, I will send for all the tribes of the north, declares the Lord, and for Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. He calls Nebuchadnezzar his servant. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and in the book of Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and the Lord uses Daniel to reveal its interpretation. We learn from Daniel's explanation of the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar was given a vision of the future that stretched far beyond his reign. Pastor Ed points out that from this true story, we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord God Almighty reigns. Jesus alone holds the future in His hands. Because God is sovereign and good, we can be at peace about our future. Now here's Pastor Ed with part two of today's message entitled, Our God Reigns. Building in faith. God has come to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in dreams. All throughout the Christian world you're hearing about witnesses where people who didn't know Christ, who were Muslim, suddenly see Jesus in a dream and he reveals himself to them, and they're saved. The church fathers, those in the early church, believed and taught that God speaks in dreams. Now here's a pagan man, a heathen, but God uses the unsaved. God uses people who don't know him. Their Nebuchadnezzar is and he has this incredible dream. I'm just going to read a couple of verses to you. First is Daniel chapter 2, verse 1, and then I'm going to read the end, and I'll, I'll give you the gist of what's happening. The king said to Daniel, this is Nebuchadnezzar, Surely your God is in the second year of his reign. Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled, and he could not sleep. What was happening is he was having a series of dreams again and again and again. And he felt that God was trying to speak to him through those series of dreams. And in that moment, Nebuchadnezzar calls the court, calls the wise men, calls all of the people that he has trained, and he said, I want you to give me the meaning of my dream. And they suddenly say, oh, that's no problem. Uh, just tell us what the dream is. He said, no, 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 I'm not telling you what the dream is. You have to tell me what my dream was, and then you have to interpret it. And they said, that's impossible. And then he said it again. And they said, if you don't do it, your lives are on the line. And he decided to kill all of those wise men. Now, why would he do such a, a radical thing? Well, I think what was happening in Nebuchadnezzar was in that dream... He felt perhaps there was going to be a coup to overthrow his kingdom. That perhaps God was showing him 
that his kingdom was going to be destroyed. And so there was a lot of intrigue in the kingdom of Babylon. And now Nebuchadnezzar became paranoid, thinking maybe it's his wise men, the astrologers, all the people that he had trained and were trained so diligently. They couldn't give the answer, and so he had decided to execute them. And then the messenger came and told Daniel, and Daniel said, wait, wait. And Daniel prayed, and God was going to speak to him. In Daniel 2.47, the king said to Daniel, this is the end of the chapter almost, surely your God is God, is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries. For you were able to reveal this mystery. Daniel knew what the dream was and gave the interpretation of the dream. This morning, I want you to see two simple points from this text. Two simple points that are profound, that if you build your life on them, will help you to experience peace during troubled times, strength during times of stress and anxiety. God reveals his purpose in history. God reveals his purpose in history. In Daniel 2, 27 to 28, it says this, Daniel replied, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the days to come. So he's going to reveal this mystery to Nebuchadnezzar because God has shown Daniel after he and his friends had prayed what the dream was and what the interpretation was. I want you to notice this first. God's ways are not naturally understood. God's ways are not naturally understood. We don't always understand what the events of our time mean. We know God is speaking, but to fully understand them, unless God opens our eyes, opens our hearts, unless we diligently understand the scriptures, it goes over our head. We can't fully understand. And and the Bible tells us that. God's ways are not naturally understood. Remember... Ecclesiastes, Solomon said, since no man knows the future, who can tell him what's to come? Then I saw all that God has done. No one can comprehend what God, uh, what goes on under the sun, despite all his efforts to search it out. Man cannot discover its meaning. Even if a wise man claims he knows, he cannot really comprehend it. What it's saying is this. To try and understand what God is doing in history, and sometimes even in our own lives, it's like living on the slope of a question mark. Do you understand maybe what's happening in the Middle East? Now, now Putin and Russia are filling that vacuum of leadership. I don't know how all of that will turn out. Is it preparing for Armageddon? It may be. Is it preparing for that great war in Megiddo? That could be. What about the blood moon that we saw just a couple of weeks ago? Now, some people will take those things and 
immediately import into their, all their ideas. I think you need to be cautious and careful. Let it remind you that the Bible says that there will be signs in the heavens and in the stars. Let it remind you that Jesus Christ is coming back. Let it be a reminder to you that this world will one day be judged. They should all be a reminder of biblical prophecy. But unless the Holy Spirit comes and reveals things, here Solomon told us, we don't know by our own understanding. We live in a world that simply wants to leave God out of it. We want to think that we could understand everything by science, by reason, by our own understanding. You can't. You can't. In verses 10 to 12, it says, The astrologers answered the king, There is no, not a man on earth who can do what the king asks. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among men. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered execution of all the wise men of Babylon. What happens is the king recognizes, wait a minute, I've spent all money and training and all this brain power. I think it's a farce. You know, we need to recognize that there's only one who knows the future, and that is God. And we can depend on him and seek him. And he reveals his, the future in his word. He reveals his future by his Holy Spirit. When I look at what's happening in California over these past years and years, all the, far, all the forest fires that just seem to break out, I look at South Carolina. I look at all of the strange weather phenomena that happen. I think God's speaking to us. I think God is trying to wake us up. I think God is trying to help us to look where we are at as a people, as a nation. Again and again, the Bible tells us that God speaks through judgment on nations and through various things that he does in, our, in this world, this natural world. God's ways are not naturally understood God's ways are supernaturally understood. God's ways are supernaturally understood. In verses 17 to 19, Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon during the night. The mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. God revealed what was going to happen. In Amos chapter 3 verse 7 it says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. Daniel got on his knees and prayed. I mean, his life was in danger. The friends' lives were in danger. And he got and he simply sought the Lord. There was a humility and a dependency that Daniel had on God. God has been, he is, working in our world. And we as believers have to open up that door of prayer 
Walk in and begin to seek the face of God for wisdom and understanding, how to respond, what he is saying, what he is doing, how to react to what's going on in our present world. And that's what Daniel is doing. God knows the future. Don't go to the fortune teller. Don't read the astrology predictions in the paper. Don't go to some medium. All of that is against God's word. In Isaiah chapter 46, it says this. Remember this, fix it in mind, take it to heart. You rebels, remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what it is to come, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please." Daniel had a sense of humility recognizing that God was revealing to him the future. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe that God reveals the hearts of men. He speaks to us in dreams and visions. I believe that what happened in the book of Acts still happens today. And as we seek his face and as we put him first, we begin to walk in the Spirit God begins to show us his mind, his will, his purposes. And so God reveals his purpose in history. He'll reveal his purpose in your life. He'll reveal his purpose in history. He is a God that lays out the plan. He has a plan from the beginning to the end. Now, God does something else. God accomplishes his purpose in history. He accomplishes his purpose. In Daniel 2.21, it reads this. He, God changes times and seasons. He sets up kings and he disposes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. You know what he's saying? It's God that controls history. He controls those who are in control. Mr. Putin, God allowed him to be in power. He's allowed every world power to be in that place of power. God sets them up and he takes them down. God's doing things. We don't always, again, understand why things happen the way they happen. But God is putting a plan together. And now God's going to reveal his control of history to Nebuchadnezzar. Because Daniel's going to interpret this dream. He's going to tell him the dream and then interpret the dream. And so I'm going to ask if you'll put the picture up concerning the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and in that dream, he saw a giant statue. It had a head of gold. And Daniel interpreted that, and he said, that's your kingdom, the kingdom of Babylon. But then he saw the chest of arms of silver, and that was another kingdom that would follow Babylon, and that was going to be Medo-Persia. And Cyrus was the ruler of that kingdom in the very beginning. And then you could see the belly and thighs of bronze. And that represented the kingdom of ancient Greece. He had a panorama of history. God revealed to Nebuchadnezzar what was going to happen centuries and centuries into the future. And then the legs of iron, the kingdom of ancient Rome. Iron speaks of strength and it says it will smash, it will destroy And that speaks of the power of Rome. And then he saw this feet of iron and clay. 
And Bible scholars believe that represents the restored Roman Empire, the feet of iron and clay that doesn't mix. It's, it's weak. It's a united confederation. And ten toes speaking about ten strong leaders in that confederation. And then at the end, he sees a rock. And that rock represents Jesus Christ. And that's an analogy of Jesus. God spoke to Nebuchadnezzar before he came even to Judah, and then as he came to Judah, to take over Jerusalem through Jeremiah. Jeremiah the prophet told the Jewish people that God had raised up Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to the words of Jeremiah. Behold, I will send for all the tribes of the north, declares the Lord, and for Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. He calls Nebuchadnezzar his servant. Now, Isaiah, who lived way before the time of Cyrus and before the Medo-Persian Empire, he predicted one day that the Medo-Persian Empire, Cyrus, by name, would allow the Jews to go back from captivity. That's why liberal scholars separate the first 39 chapters from chapter 40 to 66, and they say, well, it's two different authors because Isaiah couldn't foretell the future. For sure he couldn't, but God told Isaiah what was going to happen. And he named the king that would allow the Jews to go back after 70 years of captivity in Babylon. It was a prophecy into the future. Now, he sees this great rock that's going to crush everything else. And I want to read to you the words of Daniel in verse 45. The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true and the interpretation is trustworthy. Now he begins to describe in verses 44 to 45. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it itself will endure forever. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of the mountain, but not by human hands, a rock that broke the iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold piece to pieces. The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true, and the interpretation is trustworthy. What he's saying here at this moment is that someday the Messiah, someday God, out of a mountain, is going to use a stone. And Jesus, we call him the rock of our salvation. He's going to come and he's going to destroy and overcome and conquer all the kingdoms and set up his eternal kingdom. Just what we read in the beginning of the text in Revelation, where it said that his kingdom will be set up upon this earth. I want to just put the text of scripture in Isaiah 48.3 up on the screen. This is God speaking. Long ago, I told you what was going to happen. Then suddenly I took action and all my predictions came true. God was speaking of Cyrus. God was speaking of how he was leading Israel. Church, Babylon ended as a kingdom. Medo-Persia ended as a kingdom. Greece ended. Rome ended. We will see a revision of the Roman Empire. It's going to have 
feet of clay and feet of iron. It's going to be a loose confederation, a revision of the Roman Empire. But what is going to ultimately happen is Jesus Christ is coming back. And the Bible has promised it. It has predicted it. And just like all those other kingdoms came into being exactly the way Daniel predicted, so it will happen with the second coming of Jesus Christ. Someday, the United States will be no more. Just like Babylon, just like Rome, just like Greece. Someday, it'll simply be gone. We live not just as citizens of this country, but we are to live as citizens of the kingdom of God. Because someday he's going to come back. We will stand before him. We will be in that great number that no man can number that stand before Almighty God. And so what we live for as Christians is the return of Jesus Christ. So when we hear about wars and rumors of wars, we think about one day when the Prince of Peace will return and set up his kingdom and the government will be upon his shoulders. When we experience and hear about natural tragedies, we realize it's the earth growing for the creator to come back when we see the trouble in the Middle East we remember what Jesus told us about how he was going to return beloved do you remember that old song back started in the 70s but we would sing it at different times in the church Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. Don't live for a temporal world that is going to be simply destroyed. Don't live for the moment which is simply going to pass, but live for that which is eternal. Put your hands to the plow and be faithful to God. Don't be caught up in the chatter of the news media that blasts this one and that one and distracts you from the purpose of serving the living God because someday... That stone is going to be hewn out of the mountain and Jesus Christ is going to come back and set up his kingdom. He is going to rule in this world and he is going to reign in this world. The prophecy is true and it will come to pass. Let's work for that. Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now Nebuchadnezzar at the end of this vision, he is so awed because God has revealed his heart and the dream through Daniel the servant and Nebuchadnezzar falls on his face before Daniel and says, God is your your God is the true God, the real God. But in his heart, he really doesn't trust. With his mind, with his mouth, he does. He makes a confession. But that confession is superficial. Because in the next chapter, chapter 3, he's building a statue about himself. He's building a statue and say, bow down to me. See, it's never, it's never supposed to be about you or me. It's supposed to be about him. Our lives are to be dedicated, serving, committed, running after him. Let's wake up, church. Let's pursue him with a passion that causes us to serve him with all that we have and all that we are 
Jesus, Jesus. There's something about that name. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's series in the book of Daniel. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There, you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Your Word Restore